Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com What's up, everyone? It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. I'm producer Lauren, and today we're going to be speaking with Dr. Gary Rodzowitz from Your Perfect Dose about how to calculate your perfect dose. Uh, but first, we do have to get into a little bit of cannabis legalization news. So, Tom and Miggy, how are y'all doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Lauren? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm how, good. how is the West Coast doing, Miggy? Hey, it's it's um it's 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 uh, it's, it's 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 closed. It's closed. Now you are essential, though, right? Yeah, you know, the robot masters do need to get worked on, so I do oh, work on them. Thank God, because that's how we're live, coast to coast. Damn so right. Tune again, everybody, and don't forget to smash the thumbs ups and the subscribing. Uh, did you notice my new title? I did, former trial attorney. Formal trial attorney, Tom Howard. I got a, a legal opinion yesterday from a judge, uh, which I was not expecting. Um, no, and so, uh, fortunately, my client was victorious. $1.8 million. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll get any of it back. I mean, now with the new normal of uh, us being under the dome for which our client, not our client, our, our guest that we have on, excited to have him, uh, very interesting software uh, thing that he's going to talk about with the perfect dose, but um, this might be the new normal. So how, how social distancing are you guys on the West Coast? Are you guys quarantined? No. So, I mean, you know, we, we, quarantine's for the sick, right? And, and and the new norm, I think we're going to get used to. First off, it's going to be the high unemployment and whatnot. But um, yeah, you know, we're a service industry nation, right? So that's right. all our, uh, you know, we, we, we want to sit and lounge and have things brought to us instead of everything's drive through or to go. Well, um, yeah, I yeah. mean, but that kind of stinks. I had to get some drive through today because I was starving a few hours ago. And I'm like, I'll call this local place and they're already closed. I mean, they have curbside pickup. You guys still have open restaurants? No, there's no open restaurants, just curbside pickups. And right. I mean, you know, in and out. Type. Well, they're open. Yeah. They're open restaurants. But yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, they yeah, but they're still losing money. It stinks. Yeah. Well, you that's, know, that you stuff's coming out now. They just did two trillion. And so they're going to make all these loans for all these small businesses that hopefully will be forgiven. Yeah, I, whatever. You know who can't get them though? Huh? You know who can't get them? Cannabis people. Cannabis people. That's right. Because what you're doing is illegal, sir. You need to yeah, stop it's, that. It's against federal laws. It's against the federal laws. The federales yeah. do not approve. And you know what's against what? federal laws? People have a good time. Oh, really? <laughs> Just saying. All right. Um, that's weird. What's that? My, uh, I can't add my screen share. 
Oh, well, did you? But I wanted to share the uh, the other stuff that was going on in cannabis legalization news. And if I'm just going to be burning bandwidth, I'm going to take that off. But uh, Cannabis Business Times reports that Missouri uh, is their uh, ballot initiatives in jeopardy and it might not be able to make the ballot this year. And then that's not only in Missouri. That was out of Cannabis Wire. Uh, New York governor confirms cannabis legalization by budget. Not likely. So it's not going to be in the New York budget. So now New York and Missouri are out. Well, you know, uh, Tom Angel, he wrote an article in Forbes uh, listing all the states that have pending regulation coming up. And he's like, you know, these are going to stop in these states, kind of what you pointed out last week. And I was thinking about that. And uh, this is not just an activist or uh, a law type situation, because now we have the election coming up. Uh, People are urging for the uh, vote by mail. And if we can get that under control, I think we can get back into you know, our legislation, our activism, as far as getting things uh, approved eventually, well, it'll just be a different world. Yeah, we can still continue to build our presence online and make sure that when uh, everything does open back up, you can go just a little bit faster then because you didn't quit uh, now. I mean, this is still activism. It's just online yeah. activism reporting about uh, where the industry is and the industry is succumbing to everything else. But cannabis is essential. It is. And we've known that essential. for years, though. Oh, we've done, we have, but now in states like ours, it's still growing and it's still selling. And then the other thing that I wanted to highlight, some cannabis legalization news. You know what these are? Those Boveda packs? Those are the Boveda packs. And so I'm going to send out gonna, another essential service mail. And so uh, that's this week's Boveda packs. And if you guys want, make sure you stick around to the end and that's we'll, t- we'll tell you how to win a Boveda pack. And I might actually throw in one of these. Throw in one of those. Give away a book. Hey, wrote that book. In these times of isolation, people need to read more. You know, well, maybe I'll include uh, the opinion so that you can find out whether somebody reasonably relied on something. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants to listen to. Well, was that reliance reasonable? Yes. Let me explain why. And, and <laughs> only the sexiness with the the law. Oh yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if I can give up making checklists of elements that you must prove by the preponderance of the evidence and going through them and being like, no, no further questions, Your Honor. Damn. So uh, no more no more trial cases for you, though. You're not taking. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that. I said non cannabis trial cases. Oh, So like we did sue uh, the state, the city of Oakland in Illinois for banning hemp farming, for example. That is a cannabis related uh, case. And then there's probably going to be a lot of lawsuits by cannabis companies against the state of Illinois to go get their cannabis licenses. Hey, speaking of hemp farming, the USDA approves hemp plans for South Carolina and West Virginia, according to Marijuana Moment. Yeah, I tried to share that earlier with the screen. We'll make sure that we drop all these links into the description after the show. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, yours is working. Nice. Yeah, cool. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> now, this is happening right now to a lot of states, and they're all gearing up to the 2021 rules. And uh, usually when you see these things that they're coming through and they're saying that they're approved by the USDA, uh, they're being approved by that because they are essentially taking the regulations that came down, which I hated, and I just... I, I hated on hard around Thanksgiving last year, and they uh, pretty much boilerplated those, and that therefore they can get get approved. But uh, yeah, Illinois hasn't, and uh, but you know, general regulations on on USDA and and CBD hemp will be 
a lot more thorough in the state of Illinois and more like, but it'll be uniform. Because of the USDA regulations, that's why all these states are getting approved by the USDA because, I mean, you, you read these laws and they very often refer to another one. That's one of the reasons why the, the city of Oakland saying, no, you can't you know, farm hemp here is a little silly in the sense that, um, you know, it's an agricultural commodity that the USDA says, here's how you do it. And then the state says, here's how you do it according to what the feds say. And then you have this little community going, no. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not yeah. over, bro. Yeah, but, but you know, you know, I think a lot of this too. I read an article. I had a whole bunch of stuff lined up to talk about, but then one of those those automatic goddamn, uh, you know, when the feeds, the little videos in those feeds start playing, I couldn't oh, figure out yeah, which part of it. Everything these days is just designed to distract your attention. So, like, whenever you have one of those great thoughts and you sit down and you're going to write it out, before you can get to wherever you're going to write it out on, there's at least four pop up ads, and then you're like, "What was I doing?" Seriously. Ah. Well, I, I had these all staged for topics, and then I had to close it out because I couldn't figure out the one that was doing it. But uh, I think it was Oklahoma or Idaho, but they're they're trying to – one of these uh, politicians are saying, look, recreational cannabis will help bring – you know, we're at a time now with all this unemployment going on that people need to look for other ways in you know, well, the service yeah, the industry. Right? The, the legislative session is usually done by June. In Illinois. And then like we had that Texas guy, uh, Judge on that explained that the uh, Texas legislature meets once every other year. So oh, shit. maybe they're just at home this year. I don't know. I, I just think it's a good time to to restructure our infrastructure, you know, as far as how we look at things now that we're essential. Well, it's great being essential. But at the same time, I hope that the broadband Internet is really I mean, like think about 5G when that's here. That's going to help so much. But then I guess the bandwidth will still get crippled. However, you know, if we're going to find out how much work we can do like this. But like I've been doing this, like my whole business is on this stuff. And so sure. I've been running my law firm slash, well, the consulting firm, you can run completely online because in consulting, you don't have to go to trial. Well, you don't have to be a person too. everything can be on video. You're, you're going to be a Zoom expert by the end of this year. Uh, I don't use Zoom. This is StreamYard. And then we also use Google Hangouts. But I mean, as far as uh, when you do uh, like clients, can't you do a uh, FaceTime? Oh, yeah. or whatever? And then there's depositions that you can do as a trial attorney. You can do depositions and be like, so, sir, can you please explain to me how you know the defendant? And then uh, other relevant questions remain to the elements you're trying to prove. But uh, those are allowed to be done by de video deposition. And the rules in Illinois have provided for that since 2010, at least. So other states are probably there, too, you know? Well, don't you think uh, as we go through this with the new norms, I mean, I think the court's going to adapt Zoom and you're going to have a case where you're going to have to go through a feed and home and then you're going to like, all right, I'll turn myself in eventually. Oh, I don't know about that because like <laughs> then you get into juries and all this other stuff. So I still think that the trials are still going to be done yeah, in, in courts of law in person. Yeah, I don't uh, uh, I just don't think that the. I mean, maybe some motion practice hearings. I, I could see that where it's like, Your Honor, this is how the law is. And so like, there's no, you know, there's a difference between law and fact in uh, yeah. in court and in, and in the practice of being a lawyer. And a lot of people don't realize that when they're outside of the practice. And so the reason why you have trials is to find facts. Uh, the reasons why you have briefings and you can have arguments and you can have a briefing schedule. And so like, I might not have to go to court in Oakland, Illinois. It might just be decided on uh, what they call motions for summary or motion practice. Mm. And so that motion practice might be what they call dispositive, and then they can get rid of the litigation. Uh, or it has to proceed to discovery because there's all these thorny factual issues. That's why this one 
it's only a 22 page opinion had to go to trial Damn. because of the facts yeah i mean i i, I guess it's true because I, I i just know like my experience of court well for one traffic court being a lower case where i try to settle a couple hundred dollar tickets i thought i was gonna have a judge and face everything not nah, it was just some clerk pound a stamp took my check and i was good to go i'm like all right i guess that's that's how it is <laughs> you know Sometimes there's an administrative judge yeah, yeah yeah but at least there's weed oh thank goodness but how do you know if you get just the right amount of weed that's the question like a perfect dose if there was a way to control the cannabis dosage and if lauren would like bring on a guest yeah i think somebody might uh have a little knowledge about that so let's bring on gary how you doing some guy anyway hi guys <laughs> hi gary hey gary now rods what's rods rods is short for rodsowitz it's one of my big big polish names so rods like kind of works you know <laughs> dr rods thanks for joining us pleasure so, what do you know about your perfect dose or the perfect dose of cannabis? Ah, that's a good question. All right. So, the whole idea was I'm a doctor up in Syracuse, New York, and I had a friend a few years ago who, really, really nice lady, uh, but was housebound with like rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis. Uh, calls me up and says, Help. Okay. I said, Sure. What, what do you want to do? Let's try some medical cannabis. Let's try some medical marijuana. So, I got certified in New York State. We worked together for a few months. And astonishingly good results, right? She was able to get out of the house, go to exercise classes, completely changed her life. So I said, all right, let's give this about six months, see what happens. Got some uh, people running through our practice. After about six months, we looked at our data, right? And noticed there were some astonishingly good results, right? PTSD folks were getting out of the house. Uh, 120 milligram oxycontin, people with chronic pain were off their opioids. Crazy good results. But only about one out of three people were getting those kind of results. You know, it's kind of irritated me. It's like, how? what's with this, right? So we, we just start calling people up on the phone and said, tell me how you're doing. And based on how one guy was doing, I made a suggestion from another guy. All of a sudden, when you start looping like that, okay, asking people how they're doing, making suggestions, checking back, our results got up to like 80%, reliably good results in 80% of the people who were, who were doing this with. Sent it out to some people, said, look, maybe I'm crazy. You tell me. And we sent it out to two groups. Now two groups said, no, 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 this appears to be right. Um, so that's a medical point. Thought about it. Well, gee, this, this, way, this way of adding the red testing, right, is something we can sort of formalize into a set of instructions, an algorithm, they call it, which can then be turned into a machine learning algorithm, artificial intelligence. So we said, I've got a really smart friend. Who does this for a living? I said, dude, oh, and and he did. He's got a really good algorithm now for this thing. And then we said, well, gee, as opposed to doing it with one medical practice or a bunch of medical practices on the telephone, why don't we see if we can reach people with an app that will provide, you know, allow this this kind of thinking and suggesting to be to be more accessible to folks all around the world. So that's the whole your perfect dose thing in a nutshell. So you got machine learning behind your app as well. So that's amazing, though. Like you're talking about a, a medical plant, you know, a beneficial medical plant, but because of the non-standardization of dose, or maybe it's not just the standardization, maybe it is the unique uh, impact or effects that it has on the person taking it. Uh, you can create a, a substantially more effective uh, cannabis experience for patients. Time you hit it on the head. The idea is I'm an old dude, right? So I take medicine for blood pressure. How, how did they figure out Gary's dose of 
blood pressure medicine. Why do you take about a thousand old dudes like me, right? And you give them the medicine and you see what their blood pressures do. And that's kind of the average dose. And that's what I'm taking right now. And that works well for about 90, north, north of 90% of the medicines. That's what doctors are used to doing. THC and CBD, cannabis, okay, works totally differently than that in your brain. It's hitting five separate, at least five separate chemical signaling systems all at the same time. So you really have to individualize it to every single person. And that, that was sort of the insight that we came away with. with. Uh, your background is as a neurosurgeon. So were you, uh, uh, when you create these questions, because I, I imagine a lot of it's uh, the patient's, uh, you know, early science where you ask them how you're feeling, does this hurt, scale of one to 10, and then you ask 10 people and then they kind of figure out like a nominal uh, is that where you're, how you approach this when, you, when you're creating that app? That's one way to do it. The, the idea is that look, you're always, we, we in our brains, okay, are always trying to figure out, like, what's, what's important? Is it a person's age? Is it their, the problems that they have? Is it, is it the kind of THC? You know, what's, what, what's going into making this suggestion, right? And the cool thing about uh, getting it out of my head and into a machine learning algorithm is that that algorithm can look at hundreds or thousands of people over maybe tens or hundreds of different possible influences and then say, okay, it's probably the best one. Let's try that. So it's it's really kind of a cool sort of enhanced cognition, if you will. So tune it. what data does your algorithm use then to, to identify these things to make that perfect dose? You know, lots of different, lots of different kinds, all the usual sort of, you know, age, sex, uh, uh, what, what problems people are having. A lot of it uh, depends on how they responded to their previous dose. So all that kind of gets globbed in and then, and then we, let the, uh, we let the algorithm figure it out. So dude, here's the information, you tell us what, what the next dose ought to be. And you know, with that, um, we've, we've gotten pretty well and as we get more and more experience, as we train the algorithm more and more, that's gonna get sharper and sharper in terms of you know, good, good suggestions for people. What, uh, how many people did you start off with when you when you recreated the uh, your base of this? Oh, God, we've got about north of three thousand people in our practice right now, um, and we the, the the data we're actually feeding into it right now is you know at least several hundred instances of uh, of uh, you know uh, responses. So again, uh, small 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 training set, if you will, but uh, but you know still able to get pretty good pretty good results yeah. out of that. Well, then once you uh, more people develop go into the app, you can create those more numbers and, and you get more accurate with it, right? Like you're like a community you're kind of creating. Exactly, and uh, and the cool thing is that uh, you know the stuff actually it actually sort of the, the gut process actually has worked. You know, we 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 have uh, really good evidence that that the core of what we're doing works, uh, and it's wonderful to see people getting better. You know, it's just wonderful to see you know our veterans getting out of the house able to talk with their families again. It's, it's great to see people, you know, who couldn't eat from Crohn's disease. Finally, they're able to eat, you know. Uh, it's it's a really encouraging kind of practice of medicine, if you will. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of the things in our uh, show that de- deals with a lot of the cannabis activism and legislative change. We'll have innumerable stories of people that are, that have these transformative Tales about how like they believe something else entirely about cannabis until they tried cannabis or somebody that they knew who got sick tried cannabis and it worked so well for them that then they become like some of the larger advocates 
uh, for the legalization movement. So these types of you know technologies that can match uh, a person's age and ailment to a possible strain. Do the, does it go beyond strain, or does it also like do like oh you need some strawberry cough shatter, or oh uh, you should probably have an indica gummy. You know, does it go that far? Um, we're, we're still figuring this out. We're very, very early in figuring this out. Um, the way that we sort of, there are like 500 chemicals in the plant, right? So uh, of which two, the THC and the CBD, tend to be the ones that, that, that have the most impact. Um, so what we really sort of focus on the THC and the CBD initially. Uh, if you look at the thousands of strains, right? So if you look at the difference between those strains and you sort of plot it all out, a lot of the difference between those strains can get captured by knowing how much THC is in the strain and how much CBD is in the strain. All the other, all the other cannabinoids, all the other terpenes are there, but they account for maybe 10 ish 15% of the results. And, and the, you know, the, the results are, are very different for different people. There's a standard story, standard joke, I guess. You know, five people are standing around smoking a joint, right? Same joint passing it all around. One person gets all giggly and, and talkative. Another person goes all zen and contemplative. Third person goes out, you know, and starts cleaning their house. And the fourth person sits on the couch. Okay. And then the other person winds up on a podcast. So, you know, same joint, but five completely different responses. Okay. So you got to individualize the stuff. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was you, Miggy, the guy who ended up with the podcast. He's like, oh, yeah. right. And that, no, this is this is the origin story of uh, cannabis legalization. No, yeah. you know, I'm I'm sitting here saying like, you know, this is fun to do these little bits, but it would be cool if I could actually have a podcast version. Miggy, what are you doing? Smoking a joint? I'm like, oh, why did you come on the podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah, nothing better, dude. Uh, Dr. Roswell, as a uh, a neuroscientist, were you surprised when you started getting involved with uh, uh, the science of cannabis about the endocannabinoid system and whatnot? It really, it really uh, impressed me. You know, one of the things we did was we we just sort of kind of stumbled into it by by talking to people out in the clinics, right? And then I went back and and looked at the bench research. There's a ton of really good basic science research about the endocannabinoid, as you guys know, right? And it's like, of course it makes sense. Of course this is how you have to do it. Another really cool thing, if I can give you just two minutes. So we, we, we wound up getting really good results with it. We have a lot of uh, veterans up in upstate New York, Fort Drum and stuff like that. A lot of these guys and, and, and women, just absolutely terrific people, right? Went out there, put themselves on the line for us, and now they're back and they're suffering, right? They can't get out of the house. It's, PTSD is a bad thing. Um, we started getting really good results with these guys. A lot of CBD. You know, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes just CBD would get these guys out of the house, get them talking to their families, life changing stuff. Amazing what it does to like just drop your anxiety or anything that might be keeping yeah. you petrified. You just, I remember because uh, I was big into hemp last year, helping mm -hmm. hemp farmers start in Illinois. And so some of the clients would mail me some of their products. And like it was opening day. I can't believe it was about a year ago now. And so like I had taken a couple of their uh, their pills, you know, like, all right, I'll take 50 milligrams, see what goes on. Yeah. And this foul ball was careening towards my head. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Like it just, it just, it, I couldn't yeah. believe, I mean, like you felt it's, it's not intoxicating. It's just that you didn't feel as apprehensive. So like, you know, I should have had some CBD before I had that trial, just so I can stay calm when my client is admitting that he committed all the crimes. I'm like, you see, your honor, it's open and shut. Exactly. <laughs> the point is, the cool thing is, you know, you and I 
and our veterans take CBD, okay, and we and our anxiety goes down, we're sleeping better, nightmares go away, all that kind of stuff. Some poor, some poor rats in a lab uh, get tortured, and I guess they don't like to get dropped in water. So you, so you, so you drop some poor little ratties in water for a while, give them PTSD, and then if you give these poor little rodents something like CBD that works the same way that CBD works, their PTSD goes away. And again, we see it on in humans, right, with CBD. Our research friends see it in rodents with something that works like CBD. It's the same thing, okay? Yeah. So the, the clinical work and the and the bench research are all to, are all very congruent. They're all telling us the same thing. So yeah. I like to point out too that the with the veterans and the PTSD, um, PTSD is just not a veteran thing. You know, it's a domestic violence thing. It's a, especially now in times of the quarantine, we're all going to have our own little PTSD after this. But oh, yeah. the same effort, it is something cannabis, uh, 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 entourage effect. All these things can help you get through these these parts. It's just I always recommend a diary, but I think an app would be pretty useful when it comes to. Uh, so you you it's pretty much like a daily diary, but digital, right? Very similar. Yep, exactly. Uh, it'll be. Asking you, you know, how'd you sleep last night based on how you slept and a few other things before you go to bed. I'll say, well, why don't you try this? You know, and then the next morning, well, how'd you sleep last night? And then as, as it learns about you, as it learns about your sleep, your pain, your anxiety, whatever's bothering you, you know, it'll, it'll be able to zero in a little more carefully on sure. what exactly you, you personally need. Um, and that's, that to me is just really exciting to be able to, to, to learn more about people, right? We're going to be learning more. Let's start with that. And mm -hmm. B, by learning more, we're also going to be helping tons and tons more people. It's like, gee, this is really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, machine learning, like just like with uh, like your Facebook and all the uh, ads being thrown at you every day, it's the same thing. It learns what you like. It knows like, hey, you didn't log in today. Are you stressed? Are you sad? You know, it's asking the questions that daily people are trying to not remember you forget like especially now these times with the news changing every 10 minutes you're like sure. i forget uh, about that uh, data is anymore the only see that's why our viewership is down people forgot it was wednesday at 2 p.m seriously uh, no i mean but that's they've been doing bits on that and all the shows and all the shows turned into like this show it's like that's god come on guys like we had this youtube thing and you had the, the real television stop it you know i know that's okay. Wouldn't it be nice to use machine learning actually to do something that's not annoying, right? So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully we can do that. No, I think it's quite useful. And then uh, is the app free? Yeah, we're thinking of it. We've got a million different ways to, to go with it. We'd like to get at least initially when we go on beta, we're going to try to make it uh, free to our users uh, just to A, to help people B, so that we can understand a little bit more about what's going on. Um, you know, might there be some value in having this? Uh, for example, if, if, if you are uh, a company that is making a product, wouldn't it be nice to have that as an ad? Look, you, you can use our product, but also here's how you use it to optimize the effect, right? Why are you going to waste money on stuff that doesn't work? Let's figure out how to make it work for you. Oh, that um, violates the first rule of business. Always do more business. And so because the first rule of business is always do more business, the point is buy more weed. So, you know, if if this app gets in the way of buy more weed, I could see this app falling down a flight of stairs. I suppose that's true. <laughs> On the other hand, if you have if you have a really good product and your customer and you got 10 customers, right? And eight of them wind up doing really well with your product. Dude, you got those customers for life, you know? Oh, if you they do. Get the product and they can't figure it out, it's like, yeah, try something else. 
Well, well there's that. And I just like the idea of using the, because uh, a, a cannabis company would be like, you know what, we do we do need this app for our marketing purposes or just, you know, to, to deliver a better result to the um, consumer. And then, of course, they can advertise like, oh, you should try this flower. And yeah, it's still going to be their their pipes or their, their well, system. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the customer, for, you know, if somebody's using uh, a product to get better, okay, we, you know, recreation's recreation, recreation's fun, right? Be safe, have fun. Yeah. Okay, but if you're using it to help you get to sleep because you're, you're a little anxious because you got pain or something, it's like you, the, your goal, my goal as a consumer is to get my pain gone, is to get my sleep better. If that right. company's helping me make my pain go away, make me sleep better, so I don't care how they do it. All I know is that company helped me. Well, I mean, I'd care how they do it if it was rotting your insides, like some of those pharmaceutical drugs. But uh, cannabis, especially like good, clean, pure cannabis, is not bad for you. It's not bad for your body. If anything, it may have positive benefits. And we're kind of talking about them right now, you know? Okay. Well, it is essential. Uh, as a class of meds, uh, you know, we've been using it for a long, long time. The risk profile, side effect profile for mm -hmm. this class of medicines for these problems is like, it's great. Fantastic. Well, it, it, it's it's fantastic. You're like, why isn't this the first response treatment? Why are we going with these other treatments? Well, you see, back in 1937, Randolph Hearst and who was the, the standard oil people? I was watching the um, uh, the documentary last night oh. about Jack Herer. And so uh, it was it's great. You know, that emperor's new clothes stuff where he explains that these uh, interests conspired against the hemp plant from pharmaceuticals to paper to other, you know, petrochemicals to ban it. And then now we're finally catching up. I mean, think of all the science we lost over the last 80 to 90 years because of the the smear campaign that they put on this plant. They called it marijuana and they they criminalized people who liked it. And um, man. The, the the science but also the use of petroleum products and paper i mean yep. we, we we've lost a whole industry just because of fear mongering right. and everything a whole industry right. think about what the the hemp industry would have been if it wasn't killed before world war ii the hemp including also the medical cannabis industry if it wasn't killed before world war ii with the technology we have now like I'm, I'm thrilled that the price of a barrel of oil right now is only about 20 bucks I'm thrilled about that. I hope that it goes down to five, you know, uh, because then it's it means that other alternative fuels like solar and other things are there. But still, what are you going to make this plastic thing out of? You know, what are you going to make these mailers out of, which have like little bubbles inside of them? Now well, the right. back. They had a renewable plant-based way of doing that. We yeah. did. We oh. did. And I, I, I just can't believe that we as a society shut that down about 90 years ago. Yeah, well, uh, um, you know, we have to have something to prohibit, right? You know, you can't have, <laughs> have anything to prohibit. What, what fun would that be? Any of it. Yeah, yeah. you're not so, an adult. <laughs> people, people, you know, I'm in New York State. Okay, New York State basically has advised uh, healthcare providers that you should use THC and CBD as a first line medicine. Some old dude like me working in the yard comes in with back pain, his knee is bothering him. Don't give them the opioids. Try the THC and the CBD first. This is like uh, uh, has been approved, uh, at least in this state, 
and hopefully will be more and more used in other states too. It's a, you know, I got to tell you, personal experience. We, we heard stuff about uh, the exact opposite, like nightmare stuff out of Texas, where a car dealership wants to hire a, a salesman. But unfortunately, that salesman has a marijuana arrest that he pled guilty to. So it's a felony on his record. And that's going to affect their insurance premiums. And so, like, you know, it's it's fascinating how many laws you have to, like, get out of the way just so that this plant can do all the helpful things that it can do for the people. You know, it's, oh, this it's is what we need you, man. That's, what's, yeah. what, that's why I had to retire from being just a simple trial lawyer. Wow. And now a straight up cannabis consultant, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. In our own patient population, we've seen people. They, New York State has actually a very good law. Sometimes it's ignored. Sometimes the employer will say, sue me, you know. Yeah. And then uh, the people who actually get a little angry and, and go through it, they win. But you know, again, it's like if if each of us gets a little saner and and talks to our friends and family, you know, this is how cultures change. And you know, we're changing. Let's mm -hmm. change faster. But again, don't get don't get discouraged. You know, you have to just sort of keep at it and yeah. uh, and then things really do change for the better. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. One of the things we can talk about then is the laws in New York that because that's where you're joining us. And uh, unfortunately, that that bug that's out there is knocked uh, Merrick or do you guys call it marijuana or cannabis in New York? I think officially they call it uh, marijuana. I like to use the word cannabis because I think it has too much baggage. Well, then then what you need to do is because like uh, we've called it cannabis in Illinois for a while, but uh, even then it was illegal. And so uh, maybe then when you have your next legislative session or the bill uh, that you guys have uh, that's advancing in New York, you know, call it call it cannabis. And then uh, how much social equity? I mean, like how much do you know about the, the medical and then also any legalization efforts that are going on in New York? Um, I am not overly plugged into that thing. That's the, I mean, our governor basically, uh, prior to the COVID crisis, was headed on the agenda. So, you know, when Andy Cuomo wants something to happen, it happens. Okay. That's good. So, uh, it was going to happen. Unfortunately, we got put on hold because of, you know, we had to get through this crisis. But I'm thinking on the back end of this crisis, you know, that's going to be one of the first things on the agenda, which would make a lot of sense. Get revenue up, you know, help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's well, it's really helped in Illinois just the past three months. I mean, all of a sudden, here's another hundred and fifty million dollars that didn't come in last year. Hey, and we didn't have to arrest all these people. So there you go. Um, and then new people are getting new jobs and all these teams are going to form. So hopefully uh, the and I got a I've read the bill, but then everything happened. So I haven't read the bill lately. Uh, and so uh, I have to read it again to make sure, like, what's in the application and how much social equity have they put into the, the New York law. And hopefully whatever gets passed is going to be similar in Illinois in the respect that they really did a good job of tying the people that were harmed into getting into the industry, like getting major oh, points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, major right. points. So like like you, you pretty much need to put them on your team. And yeah. if you don't put them on your team, you're probably not going to get the license. You know, and so it's really awesome that that's they did a, that's that. A great piece of legislation. And then, well, think about it, like in Florida or in some other states, because this this industry is really expensive. So how much market share can you own? They made it so you can't have more than two percent in Illinois. So like, you know, 500 dispensaries, you can only own 10, 150 micro grows. You can only have three, you know. And so, yeah. So you spread it all, all, all out as well. So that would really help create a lot hundreds, if not thousands of new millionaires in New York, you yeah. know? 
Also, you know, just frankly, I'd rather have a, I'd rather have an industry, particularly a, a growing, a, a new industry like this, with lots of small companies all experimenting, rather than you know three or four big companies coming in and just shutting off innovation, right? Yeah, yeah. right, and 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 blocking everybody else out, and so like. And the black market would be more resistant to that as opposed to this black market thinking. And it's not black market, right? What do they call it, Niggy? Oh, the traditional market. Legacy or, market. Yeah. Untapped yeah, market. market. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Doc, right. yeah. Go ahead. Right. Is the, uh, your app available through the Google store, Apple stores? We are not yet. We're, we're hoping to have it through, yeah, the, uh, the uh, iOS and then also on Google. Uh, this is... As we develop it, well, you know, one thing I, you guys can do, if you don't mind, is uh, yourperfectdose.com. Anybody has any questions, please contact us. We're also on uh, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. I had that up, but then I've had a problem with trying to share my screen. Let me see. Uh, All right. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. screen shared. Miggy's shared. There it is. Go to yeah. yourperfectdose.com. Cool. That's us. Yeah. And so right now it's just a newsletter. Is that what we're looking at? Oh, right blogs and newsletters. We're just getting ourselves off the ground right now. Um, it's been really interesting trying to take, for me at any rate, trying to take this process that we do in a in a doctor's office, right, with your brain, and then somehow turn that into something that you can formalize, that you can bring out to people. And it's just, it's, for me, this is like the journey of a lifetime because it's just so much fun. You know, you get some really smart people like you guys, you know, to talk to, bounce ideas off of, listen to. And uh, and uh, we've got this absolutely terrific you know, bunch of smart people kind of kind of working it together. So we're moving as fast as we can. We want to, if we get something out, when we get something out, we want it to be something that's really going to help people, right? I don't want people to go there and say, nah, you know, let, let's make, let's spend a little extra time, really make sure that we have it so that when somebody's, you know, somebody's got trouble sleeping, somebody's got PTSD. They go, they try to use it, it's going to help. Well, it's an amazing plant that can affect so many people in different ways. Like I say, coffee and caffeine, most people it makes them wired, and some people it actually makes them crash. And wow. if you have that go-to database as far as like, hey, you're a uh, female, uh, 30 with mm-hmm. heavy cramps, you know, uh, this works for 80%, this works for the other 20. Which one are you in? I think it's yeah. a great way to look at it, you know, because it, it does help a lot of elements in so many different ways. That's awesome. Now, now, Dr. Roz, you said that you were a doctor. So what were you a doctor of again? Uh, For the longest time, I did neurosurgery Mm -hmm. at a big level one trauma center. So do you have relationships then that you could like talk to about this app and be like, hey, as medical cannabis really spreads into the tri-state area out there, um, you know, do you have a network of doctors and physicians that you because, you know, you might have to educate them about, you know, using this? There's a big education piece to it. Um, you know, docs tend to be a little bit conservative. And what we've found is that very often our patients are going to be driving their own physicians, their own healthcare providers, not just doctors, uh, to think about it, right? Because, you know, you get busy and it's like, it's it's just another use of your bandwidth. Whereas if your patient comes up and says, look, you know, Really good doctors using really good medicine, doing you know, patients, really good patients taking it the same way. You're really only talking about 30, 40 percent of people are getting optimal results. Sleep, pain, depression, anxiety, PTSD, ADD. OK, only about 30, 40 percent across the board on those. So that means that about maybe two out of three folks doing everything they could. Good doctors, good patients, good medicine, good everything. Only only one out of three, maybe four out of ten. 
So what about those other guys? You know, that that's where this may come in and help. Nice. Well, yeah, that's that's really the thing, you know, just making the efficacy of it. Uh, and then it would become uh, an issue of having supply. You know, uh, supply is kind of tight right now in some states. But I think supply is going to really come online. More people that can grow it, more licenses, more canopy space, more high quality, pure cannabis available to patients. Um, yeah, that would be really interesting. So, yeah, you know. yeah, your point is, you know, the uh, and folks, it's interesting. Our our patients and I'm sure your friends and family. There's, you know, con cannabis consumers in general are smart. Cannabis consumers are good consumers. Mm -hmm. They know what they're looking for. They know what good stuff is. They know how to find it. You know, they're not going to accept schlock product, which is good. You know, that's keeping the, the manufacturers and the distributors on their toes. Yeah. yeah. So, Especially yeah. as we, we learn about more and more, you know, uh, we're at, I think we're past the point where we look at the hippies from the 60s and 70s and go, oh, those are a bunch of crazy stone out of the gourd people. When and they're I mean, really they're like out of their gourd in the sixties and seventies, they like the normal ones. You know, I'm they, saying like they were like the Paul Revere's, right? Like, oh, hey, okay. or yeah. Chicken Littles, you know, the house yeah. on fire, you know. Right. And, and well, now, now, yeah. now, you know, it's interesting. I've had grandmas coming in and say, "Look, I got to explain to my grandkids that I'm using THC. Help me!" You know, it's like this is medicine. This is right. okay. We're not sitting around listening to Grateful Dead. You know, grandma's just using this so she can get up and bake your cookies, kid. Relax. And right. as more people just sort of reframe cannabis as just another medicine, just something else that works, you know, you try it like you try everything else, it sort of it sort of uh, destigmatizes it. And and it's fun to watch that de that cultural acceptance start growing, you know, because it's it really is a good medicine. It really can help people. Uh, you don't when you use it, you know, all, all yeah. that you sleep better, your pain's gone. How many patients are in New York? We are running, not that many, actually. You know, we're running 100,000, maybe 150, 200. That's about all we had in Illinois. And you guys, how many people live in New York? Is it like 25 million, something know, like that? Yeah, roughly 20 million. So it's been the, the, the barrier to entry for patients and doctors in New York State was set sort of high. Um, I, I think that it could probably profitably be lowered so that more people could get more access. Also, the cost in New York State is about three times what you pay anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That get better. Um, yeah, so, do you know what an eighth's going for in New York? A legal eighth, not a street eighth. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're paying, if you're buying a cartridge with a couple hundred milligrams, you're going to pay 80, 90 bucks routinely versus That's 25. It's yeah, uh, it's just so the price is just all over the map in the country. And so it sounds like you're paying out your teeth. And then you said cartridge. Do you guys not have flour in New York? Uh, they they're beginning to introduce flour. My own prejudice. I'll tell you my prejudice, which is just this. If you're going to inhale, which is a good thing to do, I would prefer for me and for my patients that uh, you uh, either use the oil or you vaporize the flour. Mm -hmm. uh, smoking is smoking, right? Yeah, smoking is smoking, but um, there's a difference between smoking a Philip Morris cigarette and smoking a organic, pure, you know, well-aged, well-crafted, uh, high-quality, freshly ground joint that's rolled with hemp paper. There's, there's a distinction that must be made there. And so, but I, I get what you're saying. Any smoking is smoking. Yeah. I'm talking about like the heat and the irritants coming in. It's not carcinogenic, but it's just irritating. Right? If you take that same high quality 
cannabis product. Oh, he's, he's, you're, out. you're right. Absolutely. Like if I had a vaporizer uh, and I ran one into the ground and I should get another one. Hey, uh, vaporizer guests, come on. Let's, let's yeah. talk. You know? <laughs> they taste good, but then you're right. You can tell when it's, when it starts to taste like burnt coffee, uh, you're time to change your vaporizer cartridge. But uh, something <laughs> romantic about smoking a joint that you rolled your thumb. You, know? you know, but, you know, again, for, for, uh, in terms of making it uh, more accessible to the healthcare community. And frankly, look, there's some folks out there who have problems with their lungs, right? We don't want a guy with emphysema necessarily smoking anything. So we, you know, to, to get the inhaled effect. Now the inhaled effect is really good, right? Because it tends to hit fairly quickly, may only last a couple hours. So for example, we use that to get, pe to get people to sleep, okay? Then at the same time, we say, okay, at bedtime, I want you to take maybe a couple pumps on your vaporizer, but then also take maybe five, 10 milligrams of THC by mouth. Because as you know, it's going to take about an hour for that by, by mouth THC to kick in. Once your vape's going away, after you get to sleep, the, the by mouth THC is kicking in and you stay asleep the whole night long. So it's kind of fun to be able to use the way of taking your THC, you know, to cover both ends of a person's need uh, for bedtime. So it's like this has just been so much fun to 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 play with and to help people with. Sure, yeah. it's a very interesting uh, development that happened in our state this week or last week. Uh, the Department of Agriculture said that they're going to start accepting uh, biomass from the licensed hemp growers in the state. So now the cannabis processors mostly are the the large license holders that are stocking the adult use and also the medical shelves right now. They'll be able to buy high quality CBD rich uh outdoor grown hemp and do some extractions to start making more products to have more balanced uh cbd products and all this other stuff yeah that's 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 how the rules work right they're supposed to adapt to this plant you know there's so much you know uh doc i say all use is medical use no matter what because if you had a sad case of the mondays and it helps you it yeah. helps you i think your app probably could help the non-medical user too right i would hope so you know uh, we, we're just beginning to, to take some steps here. Uh, we think we know one potential use for it, but we'd love to just listen to people and see what other uses are. Also, this is, you know, as you guys are mentioning, this is an area where lots of really smart, creative people are really working hard, right? Mm -hmm. uh, trying to figure out different combinations, trying to figure out different strains, trying to figure out different. Let's just let's let this roll for a while. Let's all be talking and listening and, and, and see, you know, how how we can help people. You know, that's. that's yeah. Kind of where, where our industry comes Yeah, from. but there's there's stuff in there. Sometimes a lot of it's uh, how do we protect our interests and make more money? We see that a lot. But one oh. thing before we did before we check out, I wanted to check something out that I thought was cool that I saw today, uh, just to show our reach. Because like right now we're live on this Facebook page, and so last month uh, it is it's called marijuana prohibitions unconstitutional. We had more than three million one hundred thousand people reached. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, we're going out to a whole bunch of people. And um, if you wanted to find out more about it, you really can't because uh, Facebook has shadow banned this page. So like you really have to like go to Facebook.com backslash free THC. You can't search marijuana prohibitions unconstitutional. We won't come up. Step at a time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that for sure. But Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, where can we find and follow your perfect dose? Uh, well, we have, we're on um, social media, we're on uh, Twitter and Insta and Facebook at Your Perfect Dose and then also YourPerfectDose.com. 
if folks do have questions, we've got a little contact form on there. So just, you know, write your questions down. We'll try to get back to your comments. We'd love them. And I really appreciate you guys uh, having us on here and letting me blather at you for a while because I think, you know, this is all moving in the right direction. You guys are doing a really, really good job just getting people aware and educated about it. So thank you. Oh, well, there's a lot more coming after the COVID-19 crisis breaks. But, you know, we're growing fairly fast as a YouTube channel. And so after New York starts to really move, we hope to do a lot of shows there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, this is what I do for a living. And so, like, uh, as I make a living out of this, we can start moving around the show. So I might be able to visit the West Coast one day or the East Coast one day and, yeah. and do shows from there at, because – the industry is is going to grow 400% over the next decade. Mm -hmm. exactly. A lot of new connections, a lot of new uh, businesses, and a lot of people getting into this industry. Uh, so we're happy to help it out, you know? Yeah, well, the need is certainly there. So thanks very much for making people aware that, you know, uh, this can be helpful in their lives. Cool. Thank thanks you, for watching, guys. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Sunday for our episode with a lawyer from Kentucky to talk about their new legislation. So make sure you like and subscribe. Later.